Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bob or You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we get drunk and we talk about the Bible. Um, My name is Justin. I was a minister for many years, and uh, I I don't do that anymore, but I do still. um, I'm, I don't know. I was going to say I'm interested in the Bible. I'm fascinated by what humans do with it and in the cringiest way possible. (laughs) So I'm joined by a delightful co-host across the coast. Yeah. Hi, I'm Tori. I was not a, I was not a, I was an unpaid professional Christian, I guess. And yeah, the Bible is very, very fascinating. Like it's a very interesting book. And I really do appreciate the fact that like Jesus said the word of God is a two-edged sword. And I'm like, okay, well, that means this bitch cuts both ways. Yeah. <laughs> I I talked I talked to my therapist about that this week, actually. The fact that I get she was like, you get kind of excited when you talk about fighting people. She's like, your face kind of lights up. What's that about? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm like, listen, I've had a whole bunch of lived experience. So I know how to do this. It is truly enjoyable to be able to because yeah, again, we were trained from birth to know the Bible and to use it offensively as a weapon. And so it is, it is truly a joy to be able to turn that back on other people, Christians trying to impress, uh, uh, not impress, oppress other people and be like, no, like this is what the Bible says back off if you actually believe it. And so that it brings, I don't do it often, but when I do, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, so today we're going to mix up our format a little bit, mostly because I, I think we just a lot going on and we've kind of we've held off a little bit in the news department. So we're kind of going to do a like a we've go restrained home. ourselves we have. And so we're going to let it all out <laughs> today. So we're kind of going to do a, a episode um, just of go home Christians. You're drunk, you know, just talking about some news stories and things that have popped up that I find to be that I find to be fascinating and, you know, we want to talk about them, but so grab yourself a, your favorite beverage, whether that be an alcoholic beverage or not. I'd say any, anytime Christians just act batshit crazy, <laughs> take a drink and you'll be drunk within two minutes. That, does that sound like a good Or, or if you're drinking caffeine, you will be very buzzy yeah, within you, two minutes. Yeah. Within about, about two minutes. Because Christians can't not. Yeah, it, it is a strange thing. Like, I I mean, perhaps, perhaps. Because <laughs> I'm not part of other faith traditions. 
So I really only see Christians and I'm, I'm technically not in a Christian nation, but basically I am. They're gaslighting us into thinking it's Christian. So that kind of counts. True. So perhaps there are, are just as many crazy and weird. I should say weird, not crazy, weird, you know, Muslims, Buddhists, Jews, whatever, Hindus, like perhaps, but I'm not exposed to them as much, but you know, Christian Christianity, you know, there's some great people that are Christians, but there's a lot of weird ones. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah. Oh man. You know, okay. So this is really, this is really interesting, but I I know that we've said, we've said this several times and it's been on Twitter. Like I saw somebody, I can't remember her last name, but a trans activist essentially tweeted out, you know, if you have to have like all these laws requiring people to be cis, like maybe it's not as natural as you think it is, you know? And I think that kind of applies to like the way that we were kind of raised slash indoctrinated slash brainwashed. It's like, if this was a natural thing, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to force it down people's throats. Like it would, it would just be obvious and you wouldn't have to do an entire fucking social experiment on like a subset of an entire generation of people. In order to see like, well, if we just make it illegal, will it just go away? And that's, that's another thing too, like looking for internal consistency. I think that, I think that is what drives a lot of us kind of mad, honestly, like we're out. Drives us out. But then also drives us mad because like, I think once you get out, you realize, oh, the like most people do operate under some kind of internal consistency or at least right. try to. We, we all have exceptions. We all break our own rules. But, you know, you approach a, you know, evangelical, you're like, okay, so abortion bans work. Trans bans work. Banning books works, according to them. Banning guns, all oh, that'll never work. <laughs> The criminals don't obey the laws anyway. Uh, okay. You know, uh-huh. or it's like, you know, freedom of speech. We, we, we should be able to say whatever we want. Oh, okay. Uh, freedom of religion. We can do whatever we want. Oh, okay. So can these Muslim kids uh, have a prayer group at school? Well, we can't do that. Because it's extremism. Yeah, because that's extremism. Yeah. Like, so it's, it is a fascinating. See you at the poll wasn't extremism, you guys. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. It, like if they had a Muslim see you at the poll. You know, they would go nuts. You know, they, they really? would flip out. Like, this is not okay. So I think when you engage, I think having a certain amount of lightness and levity, because it's just, if you're going to search for internal consistency, you're just not going to find it. It's not there. It's the, I mean, their internal consistency is we're the good guys, right? Like they're, my friend V a couple of weeks ago tweeted out this, I can't remember if I talked about this, tweeted out this link to this YouTube video that's like an assessment of of like the, basically the morality of the entire like Harry Potter franchise. And essentially what it comes down to is like, if the good guys do it, it's good. If the bad guys do it, it's bad. And I'm like, that's, that's their consistency, right? Yeah. If God says that it's good, then it's good, right? And that includes like up to and including like war and genocide. And if God says that it's, bad then it just conveniently happens to be something we also don't like very much like oh okay cool yeah or or even like like when we do it like that's the right when we do it they Mm -hmm. talk about all these you know all these liberals are grooming children or having these debauched sexual parties or whatever you know orgies you know they kind of say but it's like your politicians are literally being caught sex trafficking and having crazy parties and 
you know, I guess putting on lingerie or whatever. I don't know that. I don't really know that. I haven't followed that story. I mean, whatever. Cross-dressing is fine. It's just I, the, it's like, fine. It's, it's like, it's the pro like, right. That's not, I'm like, this isn't illegal. It's just, you want it to be illegal for other people to do this while you're participating in this activity. Yeah. Like I can do it. It's okay. You uh-huh. can't, you know, do what I say, not what, not what I do. And it's like, why is this? I don't understand why it's, it's why don't people see through it is my, is the thing. I, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and it's, I think it's because they frame their, their entire politics as like, those people are coming to get you, you know, whatever they are, you know, the trans people, liberals, atheists, whatever. So, and you'll ignore the bad behavior of the people stopping the people from getting you. I'll ignore the bad people, the bad behavior of the people that are protecting me from even worse people. Donald Trump is like yeah, the Donald, most acute yeah. example of this. Yes. So, you know, Donald Trump, like definitely someone who, committed sexual harassment doesn't obey the bible doesn't obey the bible launders is greedy like a name a sin and he is yeah uh, he's committed it committed it and like we've all committed them but has epitomized them in some ways Uh 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 yeah lying cheating stealing but he is gonna protect the unborn and he is gonna protect us from the liberals and the muslims and you know whatever and so it's like will we will accept his bad behavior in order to protect us, you know? And so that's, that's like their entire politics is like create create an other that is worse than anything you can possibly imagine. Then we can get away with whatever we want. Because, right, because well, I'm just, I'm like, this is so hard, right? Cause it's like, well, we're not groomers, but it's like, it's very, the thing about like the thing about having like these hundreds of thousands of autonomous churches is like, we don't have, we don't get data collected by like one single we don't have a Christian Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. there probably should be one in like Dallas or Nashville. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there probably is, but they're pro- nev- definitely never going to publish the data of how many groomers are in churches. No, they're not going to. They're not going to. And there has been some really interesting, really important, really terrifying journalism around the amount of, of abuse and trafficking that goes on in evangelical circles, you know here in the States and abroad, like missionary work. But yeah, it's like, again, it's like, well, I'm doing, I'm doing this thing because it's good for, it's good if I do it. <laughs> like I it's it. bad if you do it. <laughs> or I mean, yeah, it's just everything about that. Everything about like their non-existent sexual ethic of like <laughs> women exist to contain men's sexuality. And sometimes it like spills over onto like neighbors and parishioners and children and whoever happens to be like in proximity to you and it's never your fault if you're the patriarch right yeah 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 if you if if you are the offending party and you also like are a bible believing christian and it's just like well the devil got you well and that's like we we drug in previous episodes about abraham we drag him because you know he is he is the prototypical white man honestly he is the white man of the Bible in the sense that he, <laughs> you know, like you're not supposed to lie. Well, he lies a ton and All the time. well, it's fine if Abraham does it, you know, right? Yeah. Or, you know, he's because he's the friend of God. He is the one that has the carrier of the covenant. Like, and, and he gets away with all kinds of bullshit, never takes responsibility for anything. And people just kind of let him do it. And for the last, what, 6,000 years, you know, people have been letting him off the hook. 
and I, I shouldn't say people. I was just saying for the last two thousand years, Christians have been letting them. Christians up. have yeah have decided to take that a whole a whole other direction. There are some good critiques of Abraham's character that come out of the Jewish community. I will say. Yeah, yeah, but I think that the reason it's the reason it's morally convenient to keep the Old Testament right, like the way that white evangelicals use the Bible now, the Bible that they stole rather from from Jewish people. <laughs> is because of characters like David and Abraham, right? And fucking Samson. And like, look at all of these people who did horrifically messed up things, but they were on God's team. So it's fine. So, so it's okay. Yeah. Right. We, we can, you know, we can commit genocide, you know, and this was, this was uh, the crusades and even, you know, modern day genocides are predicated on this idea that like, well, if God tells us to do it, it's okay. The Lord tells you to invade Iraq. Who are you to disagree? Yeah, I mean, I, it would be disobedience for me not to. Oh my God. And people will eat that up, you know, and that's that is that's the scary thing. That that is that is religion cutting in a way that is destructive. And but you know, at the same time, this same book has produced people that have offered critiques of that empire that have been very quite valid. So mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I think that it's kind of brilliant, frankly. We've probably discussed this before, but like using using a book that is, I I would say, pretty explicitly like anti-empire to defend your your personal empire, whatever that happens to look like, right? Is it's pretty genius, right? Because it's like, well, this is my religion, so you can't you can't critique it. Like I'm doing what my religion says to do. I just ignore the parts that are, hey, don't do that. Oh man, so to kind of structure this discussion a little bit. I think we could ramble for a long time, but you bring up kind of the practice of religion. And I think free speech is a part of that. And, you know, according to Christians, they, I should say evangelicals, they had a huge free speech win recently. By now, I'm sure everybody knows that Elon Musk is is seeking to buy Twitter. It's not approved yet and actually there was a hang up i think with some of his tesla stocks so by the time this comes out it the deal could have fallen through or not i don't know so we'll see where it goes we'll talk a little bit about the musky man and why billionaires shouldn't exist i feel like this is like exhibit a or exhibit za or something of like (laughs) why billionaires should not exist but regardless and his one of his big you know marketing ploys or to sell this to people was you know he's a free speech person you know he wants un unfettered free speech so there have been a lot of christians that are like yay free speech is coming back to twitter when was when was it gone when was it for you i don't yeah what what when when donald trump was axed for planning an insurrection on the platform so i i do want to before we jump into this discussion i do want to make it very clear because i think the term free speech gets you know, like most terms used by evangelicals, it's it's so overused, it becomes functionally meaningless. And I do think that it's important to like clarify terms like freedom of speech as in, and freedom of religion or practice of religion as enumerated in the Constitution is a freedom from the government into interfering into the, the practice of speech or practice of religion. So the, the government is not going to make a law where the government According to the Constitution, should not make laws. It's not supposed to. Yeah, it's not supposed to um, to establish religion or to establish what you can and cannot say. 
And even that was made with like a bit of a wink because obviously there are laws against slander and libel and, you know, the classic example is you can't say fire in a crowded theater. There are certain kinds of speech that are just reasonably limited. And the founding fathers were okay with this. Actually, every single amendment has reasonable limitations to it. You know, I, sorry, we're going to get an ang some gun person is going to get an angry we're going to get an angry tweet or email saying, you know, whatever, but there are reasonable, you know, limitations even then. That's what freedom of speech is in America, at least. It has nothing to do with Twitter or Facebook, which are private companies or publicly held companies in some ways, taking someone off of their platform or saying what you can and cannot say on their platform, because that is not the government. And again, <laughs> this is this is where we run into that, like the logic breaking down. Companies are allowed to make as much money as they want. The government can't govern what companies can and cannot do. You know, a baker can make cakes for whoever they want and deny service to whoever they want based on arbitrary religion, you know, religious reasons or whatever. So like companies can do whatever they want is the, like the logical line. But then like when when all of a sudden companies are saying, hey, you can't plan an insurrection on our platform or you can't spread misinformation about ivermectin. We're going to ban you for that. Then they're like, oh, hey, that's that's against my that's, you know, that's against right. my it's a violation of my rights, my rights, my freedom as a person. There's there's so much there because it's like there's this idea of I don't feel like this is happening quite as often anymore, but I could be wrong. But historically, like conservative speakers getting having their events on, on college campuses canceled is, you know, another, another one of these kind of sticking points of like free speech, free speech. And it's like, even, even that is not like, even a public university saying like, oh yeah, like we're not going to pay you to come here and like give some random lecture. Like that's, it's not a free, like the constitution does not guarantee you an audience at like any random university <laughs> where you get paid, you know, like the, the way that it kind of gets warped and just sort of used however ends up being convenient for the person who essentially like doesn't want to deal with the consequences of their words because i think that yeah there there are reasonable limits to kind of everything when it comes to a government or like a society or a community like when you have to live with other people it's like yeah we absolutely do want to protect everybody's rights to the extent that that's possible but once you start infringing on the well-being of the people around you it's kind of like we need to we need to reevaluate this right like there is a limit and it is it it's it, like it applies to anything right it does it applies to speech the same way as you said as it applies to guns right it, there there isn't anything where it's like oh just go nuts it doesn't matter if you're harming people around you because you have like some sort of protected right to like harm other people i mean i guess <laughs> pre the pandemic <laughs> Now it's like you do have a constitutional right to like murder your neighbor. Yeah. And that's, and yeah. And this is where you get the ridiculous takes of, from people that are like, yeah, you know, private citizens should be able to own, you know, biological weapons or whatever. It's like, no, no, <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I can, I can, it'll take me three seconds of Googling to show you where like the founding fathers enacted laws to confiscate people's guns when they misused them. Like, right. Yeah. Common sense. If you're a fool, you don't get a gun. John Adams was okay with this. Thomas Jefferson was okay with this. Right, because they saw how weird people get. Yeah, people get weird. <laughs> you know, and they're irresponsible. And maybe we shouldn't let them have firearms. 
I mean, t- to be fair, people like Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton and a George Washington and a bunch of those guys, they were all like, these people are fucking morons, dude. <laughs> like, they are. They, yeah, absolutely. That, they was, were... that was like the belief that they held was that these people are too dumb to know what is good for them. This is, uh, that's why originally you could only vote if you owned land. Because you would you hadn't proved yourself smart enough to, to be wealthy enough to be born into wealth. <laughs> you were to, uh, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah, so they were definitely elitists for sure but you know there were reasonable laws around like totally the, the most basic of things and and that that is where it's so strange so there's this guy on twitter kind of it's encapsulated it for us like i'll just say his name grant r castleberry i'm sure he'll love the he's got enough followers he has like twenty thousand followers which just kills me but so he's a pastor and north carolina he said uh elon musk buying twitter this is the tweet uh, will ensure that Christians have access to a medium to share the gospel uninhibited for many years to come. Oh, it gets better. Like the Romans, like the Roman roads of 2000 years ago, this is something to praise God for. Like, you know, hashtag Elon Musk or whatever. Wait, wait. And, oh, okay. Sorry. And I'm like, and I've seen, I've seen variations on this before that like Elon Musk is going to ensure that Christians are able to share the gospel via Twitter uh, forever. Because we all know that that's how social media platforms work, because they last forever. Yeah, they last forever. And I'm sure if Elon Musk could make a buck, he would sell it to another billionaire. So, Oh, if he could make a buck, he'd kick all the Christians off of it. He doesn't fucking care. Like he, he not, once no. again, like it's, it's the same, he's the same way as the evangelicals, right? It's like his moral compass just points to whatever he happens to want in the moment. <laughs> There's yeah. no consistency whatsoever. Yeah, there is no moral compass. So... I mean, if I was a billionaire right now, I would not be talking to you. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, you wouldn't be talking to me. But if somehow I was a billionaire, I would start doing hostile takeovers of like SpaceX and Tesla while his money is bound <laughs> up and like other things. You have no liquid assets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking your shit. I'm going to take your shit now. Ha. Why not? And then I would liquidate the factories and and give all the money to the workers and say, ha. Like, be, uh, be well. <laughs> be well. <laughs> enjoy that be best oh my gosh that's so i forgot about be best Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so like i don't know tori how does how does this land for you are 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 christians suppressed have you have you noticed that there are no christians allowed on twitter lately i just okay so it's like a medium to share the gospel it's just it, that's he's saying like christians will have access to a medium to share the gospel uninhibited like Y'all have like multiple television networks. One of them called Fox News. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of that one. I was thinking about all the like explicitly Christian ones. Yeah, explicitly Christian. Yeah. Okay, so it's like right. It's like where where specifically has this inhibition? That's not even the right word. Where have you not been allowed to share the gospel? Like I don't. I mean, schools. Like I I don't know. Yeah, like in what in are the, you talking about? It's not like you're not going i mean i'm looking at this guy's like twitter feed and he's not not been sharing the his understanding of the gospel this entire fucking time right yeah it's like you've been on here like what is going on but uh, it's just right it's it's yeah um it's a persecution always yeah. and and i'll get random you know i mean i'll get very thoughtful christians on my feed 
more often than not but i'll also get the rando dudes that are just like you're gonna fucking go to hell you know die you know i'll be glad when you're there type stuff <laughs> it's like wow you know and way to love like, your neighbor yeah way to love your neighbor and the crazy thing is is if i said way to love your neighbor they would report me for harassment right so i yeah freedom of speech has in some ways for me at least and when when uttered by people like even elon musk it has become shorthand for freedom from accountability for what i say right that i don't and it's it's like they're taking it to this to the point now where like they're complaining about being canceled it's like you're not allowed to have a negative reaction to what I say. Not just like everything I say is protected, like under the law. And, and like that extends to like corporations have to let me say whatever the fuck I want. It's literally like, you don't, you're canceling me. If you say something, if you critique the thing that I have put out into the world as a bad idea, and this is also oppression somehow. You know, my rights have been trampled on because you didn't like what I had to say. Like, well, it's because what you have to say is, is not, it's not good. I mean, I'm, most of the time I would scroll by, but your take was so fantastically bad. I felt it was a moral right, moral that I had to confront it. <laughs> like, I, so I just find it, I, I find it that we're, we're entering into this phase of the culture war where it is, I don't even want to fight a culture war. I don't care. Have your little culture in your church somewhere. Totally. Like, go do that. But, you know, they're, it's almost like they're like, well, God told me to be mean to you until you're one of us. And so it's okay. Like, you know, I'm, and when he says, share the gospel, you know, I think he's probably more talking about like singing on an airplane, singing worship songs on an airplane, you know, Oh my God. like we're free to do that kind of stuff. These like public stunts that interrupt people's lives without consequence and spread covid yeah so (laughs) like the second part of his tweet is also really weird because he's like like the romans road of 2000 years ago like are you thinking are you saying that this is like a this is like a literal like there was a romans road like like the romans built a highway that they called the romans road (laughs) like it's not a literal road so what are you it's like we're supposed to praise god for the romans road like you're supposed to praise god for the book of romans because it like lays out the path to salvation or are you like actually praising an infrastructure project here because that get real interesting yeah so (laughs) yeah he's praising the infrastructure because many christians believe and it's probably true that like the gospel would not have spread had the romans not had, had like their infamous network of highways yeah their network of highways and aqueducts and you know large cities where people weren't eating their own poop well uh, well they were for times there were times when, <laughs> when that was generally speaking <laughs> things were clean enough for uh yeah for people to not die of dysentery but okay, okay like i just once once again it's like yeah i think that i think that that's probably true and also nobody's keeping you from using the highway like i just it's it's just all very strange it's like this network was put in place for us to be able to share the gospel. Like you've been, you've been using it to do that. And it's really fucking annoying. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like there is an offense when I'm like, it's annoying. It is annoying that you approach random people and try to like pray for them or whatever. You're going to hell. I mean, and occasionally there are good interactions, but it's, and people are genuinely curious or whatever, but most of the time it is just like, 
you know, you're wanting to like spout off points for God. Like, I'm sorry, if Twitter is how you share the gospel, you are not sharing the gospel. Uh, like, like that's period. Fair. Like, that's fair. You know, if St. Paul were on Twitter, however, I do think he would disagree with you on that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but he's also kind of a. He would have the most problematic Twitter. He'd have been muted, oh God. blocked by me so uh-huh. long ago. For sure. He also would have been tweeting about how Elon Musk buying Twitter was yeah. the best thing to happen to the gospel in 2000 years. Yeah, this is what? the best thing to happen to the gospel ever. It's Elon Musk buying Twitter. Good God. And even that, like Elon Musk is is not a Christian. I mean, he he's proclaimed to, fi- to find wisdom in the teachings of Jesus, which I think Tori and I, you and I both would say there's wisdom in, in the teachings of Jesus. Why aren't we being praised as super Christians? Oh, wait, we're not billionaires. That's what it is. <laughs> right, um, right. You know, yeah, I'll see, yeah, news outlets praising Elon Musk, you know, and he was on the Babylon Bee podcast, which, you know, they're excited to come back to Twitter, I'm sure, so they can spread misinformation and bad satire. Bully, bully trans kids. Like, that's that's the entire purpose of Twitter, apparently. Or it's supposed to be. Yeah, we're supposed to have the freedom to do that. We have science on our side, they say. You don't even like science. Yeah, that's the thing. Like science, we reject it completely unless... Except here's this thing that we made up that actually isn't really science because science like does have to update itself when we have better information. Yeah, here's a study from 1961 that said... Very clearly penis, says... You're a man. <laughs> oh, dear God. I just... Why are, why are these people like this? Anyway... I think we're going to take a quick break and then we'll kind of switch gears a bit and we'll get back and we'll uh, give a patron an award and we'll talk a little bit more about the weird things that Christians do uh, just for our own amusement, I suppose. All right. Thanks. We'll be back. (laughs) Hey everyone. We're back. Thanks for listening to those lovely ads. If you would like to not listen to ads, you can join us on Patreon. You get ad free episodes and um, somebody, Mel, I believe, decided to do just that. And so Mel is going to get a life verse from directly from the Holy Spirit via us atheist folk. <laughs> because, yeah, Mel is now a youth pastor at the local, your local Go Home Bible, your drunk church. Church. The online. Online. That we meet every Thursday. Uh, except when we don't except when we don't it's fine yeah you can catch us online probably that is where you can find us we're very online so okay so mel we're going to randomly find your verse okay oh second chronicles oh boy chapter 30 so you know it's gonna be good verse 15 uh they slaughtered the passover lamb on the 14th day of the second month the priests and the Levites were ashamed and consecrated themselves and brought burnt offerings to the temple of the Lord. Huh. Okay. I have thoughts. Lamb is delicious. So that's cool. 14th day of the second month is Valentine's Day. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of directions you could go with that. So enjoy. If you enjoy meat and lamb. Mm-hmm. Enjoy some or, or Valentine's Day, which I don't know how many people really enjoy that, but uh maybe now you can because it's part of your life first. It is part of your life first. So, you know, 
get get some of the burn ends on the and yeah. mm, yum yeah now I'm, I'm hungry. hungry yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> give me some lamb Alrighty. So thank you very much, Mel, for your support. And yeah, so that is your verse, Second Chronicles 30, verse 15. Enjoy. So in, in, in other news, and I think it all kind of, it all kind of ties together. And it's just kind of this, you know, this ball of yarn that that is like the evangelical subculture subculture in and performative faith and sharing the gospel. Um, there's this uh, Supreme Court case Kennedy versus Bremerton School District, which basically Bremerton is lovely. I do. I just feel like I need to say this. Bremerton is a wonderful place. This guy, however, not wonderful. Not wonderful. And I know I know a little bit about the story, but you know he had all of his football players go out to the middle of the field, the fifty-yard line, and say a prayer to Jesus specifically to our Lord. And he's now before the Supreme Court uh, defending his actions. Yeah. So, you know, I think that having, I, I mean, I guess if you want to do like a prayer and people can join in if they want to, but I think that it is really coercive because of the power disparity there to uh, force your players. And, and like, maybe, maybe there isn't a way to do this non-coercively again, just because of the power disparity ostensibly, I don't necessarily disagree with like the premise if that, if people weren't being coerced, but it might be a relationship where there's no way to get around coercion, right? Because football coaches have so much influence on their players' lives in high school. So I think obviously like this dude thought that he was like doing the right thing. And he thought he was going to be sharing the gospel by like making this public prayer thing happen that Jesus very explicitly said, do not do. (laughs) And he was just like making it this huge deal. And, you know, obviously the players that were part of this team were like, we don't feel comfortable saying no. Cause again, like he's, he's the football coach, right? Like this is, that's not nothing in terms of like, you're kind of, you're kind of going to go long, right? Like, because you can be like if somebody decides they don't like you, that just that could mean that you just don't ever get to play. You know, like there's all kinds of like repercussions and retaliation that could be involved here. And um, yeah, so I'm 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 pretty nervous about like how this is how this is going to go, how this is going to shake out. Frankly, just because of the way that the Supreme Court is currently structured, I like low low key hate the Supreme Court. But they're they're originalists, Lori. They're originalists, so clearly they're going to side with the founding fathers and the separation of church and state. Yeah, but the founding father, fathers also like largely sided with slavery, so that's. I don't, I, I'm joking. Like that. That is but, the. But whenever, whenever we bring up like the hey, this judge is like a religious nut job, <laughs> and I'm not sure they're going to rule fairly. The argument is, well, they're a constitutional originalist. They're going to side with the original intent of the Constitution. Which, no, they're not. They're not. They're going to side with their, whatever God tells them the original (laughs) intent of the Constitution was, which is what they do with the Bible. They're going to approach the Constitution the same way they approach the Bible. They have an entire theology of like Christian, like American Christian history that does not exist. They have created an entire theology around this. And so they get to say like, oh, like, having a person in a position of power, making their like students, players, 
whoever pray, even if they don't want to, don't feel like, and don't feel like they can say no. Like that's, that's why this country was created, right. Was to coerce people into believing the gospel question mark. And, and, you know, it's like, I'm sure Justin, I'm sure you had all of these, I'm sure you had all the same history quote unquote textbooks that I had talking about how like America was founded explicitly as a Christian nation, because it was really important that Christians like God needed a country where Christianity would not be inhibited in any way, which is because he didn't have that for like a thousand years in Europe, multiple of that, all the flavors of Christianity. Yeah. And that's, that's the, the thing it's again, like we are not evangelicals and you tweeted about this in a different context but i think this applies here evangelicals and and i would say even ex-evangelicals so speaking even to people that were raised in that but are now out which is most of our audience honestly we are not good at sussing out power dynamics terrible at it and because because we were not taught that at all we were taught they don't exist yeah that they don't exist that everyone is this completely free agent that makes rational decisions and nobody and, has power over anybody else yeah no one has power over anybody else i mean and this this goes by those free speech arguments so you know, like that people talk about like oh we should have freedom of information because every, we we trust people to make the right decisions i'm like people were <laughs> fucking trying to put bleach in their bodies because donald trump made a weird joke about it like people cannot actually be trusted <laughs> with all of the information um <laughs> or to do their own research so like we were not taught that. And I would say, unless you have been out for a long time and have done personal work, possibly with a therapist or professional work, you are not still not good at that would be my assessment. And so it would not surprise me if this particular coach is completely flabbergasted at the thought that he has power over these students. That's possible. Yeah, for sure. Or at For least sure. the Christians looking at it are like, well, that's not coercion. Any student could have said no. And it's like, there are subtleties of power at play here that you don't know. And I think as Brett Kavanaugh said, like, well, there's no proof that he preferred, you know, Christian students or students that would pray with him. Well, that's because all of them did it. Right, right. And like, what what proof are we talking about like what proof would be considered acceptable like kind of riffing on that just a little bit i'm 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 very fascinated i'm i'm reading a book right now called the queen which is about the woman who was like the inspiration quote unquote for the like the welfare queen myth and i'm kind of flabbergasted by how many people in politics and how many people in like journalism and reporting just like make shit up of like well nobody nobody could have felt coerced like that's not possible because i said it wasn't right or like, we think that this person has stolen like hundreds of thousands of dollars from like welfare recipients who actually deserved it. It's like, where's, where's your evidence for this? Like literally anything, like literally any piece of evidence. And it's like, there isn't one. It's just like, I feel the way I feel like these students probably, you know, weren't being retaliated against. It's like, you, did you even ask them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you didn't. Cause you don't care. But yeah, once again, I'm mean, the Brett Kavanaugh is one of these people like, I mean, he's not, he's dumb, but he's not dumb in, in like, he knows that it's, he knows that it's a farce. He knows that like, we're pretending there's no 
power differential here, but it was still like, that was still kind of like, that was like kind of where he came from. And like Amy Coney Barrett, like same situation of like, Oh no, there's no, everybody, you know, everybody is, has the same amount of power. And if you say that you don't, then you're just like, I don't know, playing the victim or whatever. And you know, they all kind of go with this, but yeah, there is, there is specifically, there is no power analysis in like white evangelicalism for sure, because it (laughs) sort of undermine, it would undermine literally everything that they said, which I think is again, like part of the reason you and I left was because we were like, oh, this isn't, no, this is not, this is not, this is not how that works. Some people do have more influence and have the ability to like pressure other people without actually using that language of coercion, right? Like there are other ways to coerce people that are not like verbal threats, essentially. There was, uh, I worked with a pastor and he kind of painted a picture. So he did this thing where you know, he was like doing like a money talk at church. Okay. You know, we gotta, gotta fill the coffers here. And he essentially offered a money back guarantee. Like, you know, if you agree to tithe for 10 weeks or three months or whatever, and you don't feel like God has blessed you, you know, we'll give you your tithe money back. Wow. Yeah. Which... I mean, that's, that's more integrity than most pastors have. Mm. <laughs> Um, I, I got a feeling he said that knowing no one would take him up on the offer. That's just, it's like a, mm, that's kind of, that feels skeevy to me to be like, but anyway, that's fair. That's fair. What I noticed in the room was there was a woman on the front row who literally did not make enough money to qualify for subsidized housing. So very, very poor. Wow. Okay. And she was the one nodding her head like, yeah, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, power analysis here. I wouldn't have called it that then is like, you're promising this person something and they can barely feed themselves. And of course, the tithe was never for the poor, poor, never, poor people never tithed in ancient Israel. It was never expected. The poor people received the tithe. So just putting that out there. And it was mostly food. If I worked with my hands and made money, that was my money. Anyway, that was not the Lord's money because I'm the one that made that. Um, anyway, I, we actually probably should do an episode on the tithe. Oh, yes, because, for sure. Um, I have so many thoughts. The tithing just generally always bothered me. And the more I looked into it, the more I was like, this was not about giving money to the church mm-hmm. like ever. So like that kind of power analysis where it's like, I'm just, I'm putting this blanket promise out to my whole church hoping they're going to take it up. But I'm like, I know these people's stories and I know that probably the poorest, the most vulnerable people are the ones going to be listening to you the most. And you're, you know, if you get them to tie, like you won, like, like it's not going to be much money to begin with. And for two, like you're literally taking food out of their kid's mouth. And that is not cool. But the understanding from their perspective is like, it doesn't matter because what if they tithe and then they, the Lord blesses them, then they can be wealthy, which is just, oh, no. like, which is that prosperity gospel bullshit, you know, that, and that's, you know, evangelicals thumb their nose at prosperity gospel stuff, like the most egregious ones, but, prosperity but they gospel, also believe it. Oh, absolutely. They believe it for sure. And I was even told when I was church planning and, you know, that he asked me to raise money. I was like, 
you know, I'm asking the general question, like, okay, I have to raise X number of dollars. Like, what's the situation where let's say I raise half of it, let's say I raise a quarter of it, you know, I don't, I don't make my targets. And the response was essentially like, well, then maybe God didn't call you here. Oh, boy. You know, it's like, ah, uh, <laughs> thanks. I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> but that that's, that's the extent of power analysis is, you know, if God doesn't bless you, that's your fault. And if God does bless you, you're kind of like immune from criticism, I suppose. If you wind up with power, even if you use that power to oppress people, that is proof of God's blessing on your life, which is very messed up. I I mean, and I think that's why they're, they go all in on these billionaires. The amount of conservative Christian people that are all about Elon Musk. And there's plenty of wealthy white atheists that are all about Elon Musk too, but, but it's like well, Donald Trump too. And Donald Trump. Yeah. Cause he, he's wealthy. Like clearly he has so much money. He doesn't, like, he has nowhere to put it. Like it, it is funny. Like Elon Musk is weird, rich and Donald Trump is tacky, rich, Like it's a fucking gold toilet. Like that's, mm-hmm. that is tacky. And yeah. Yeah, I guess I could go through all the billionaires and be like, what kind of wealthy they are. But Elon Musk is just a deeply weird dude that happened to have a dad that owned a gold mine. Uh, emerald mine. In or an South emerald mine, yeah. Africa. Oh, yeah, it was emeralds, yeah. Because somebody Exploiting like gave it, people. somebody gave it to his grandfather. Like his grandfather just showed up at a place one day and they were like, hey, you want like some shares, this is shares of this emerald mine? <laughs> Proof of God's blessing. I don't know if you know this. Um, oh yeah, God blessed <laughs> him with the being able to ex- yeah. emerald mine <laughs> and like uh, labor to exploit. Well, if they want to be exploited, it's their choice. Right. I'm not making them do anything. Like they can leave whenever they want. Oh my gosh, I hate capitalism. No, but I, I mean, I think that that like, even though Elon Musk is clearly like not a believer, that that connection is like it's kind of obvious honestly right that it's like this is a group of people who see that like i have what i have because i worked hard for it and, and <laughs> so god, god blessed, blessed me god has blessed my labor and so that's very appealing to people like like elon musk and donald trump and those sorts of folks for sure especially when they get in trouble for being racist assholes I don't know that I have enough evidence to say that Elon Musk is personally a racist asshole, but he attracts racist assholes and he employs racist assholes, which are then racist assholes to his employees. He's a white dude who grew up in South Africa. He's a racist asshole. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it's in his, it's in his DNA. It's in his point. DNA. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know that I recall any like statements from him. Like Donald Trump is like, that dude's racist, like very yeah. clearly. Like I mean, are, I guess it's like, yeah. yeah, I guess it's true. It's like he has a lot of like anti-trans statements, like very like explicitly anti-trans statements. But like, yeah, all of his all of his black employees are like suing him because of the way that they're treated. Absolutely. Like the people that he put in charge of Tesla and keeps in charge in te- at Tesla have been. Those are the people that racist. are attractive to him. So and you can Google Elon Musk, Tesla, racism, and there's plenty of stories of things like that. And and also, like, he also, yeah, he also tortures ahead. monkeys. Sorry, go, I, that's not a real, I'm not actually going there. <laughs> I'm just going to, he's oh, a electro, bad person. The thing, yeah, yeah. I can't even deal with this. It's so bad. It's so bad. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's a bad person. That's all I'm saying. To be a billionaire, I think you have to be a bad person. You have to be a, you have to be a person with no, like, uh, you have to be a sociopath. You cannot care about other people. He paid the Simpsons to like have an episode where they said he was cool. Like, and I think he also paid Star Trek to like mention his name. Like, this dude is not insecure at all, you yeah, guys. Like, this is like, <laughs> it's, it's actually sad. Like, it, it's like sad. Deeply. I think he bought Twitter just so it's like, well, they can't kick me off of it if I buy it. Now I get to like endlessly harass my ex's new partner who's trans and I hate trans people. So we've got to change the TOS to make it so that I can go after this person. Here's what we need to do, though. Oh, boy. I'm so excited about this. What do we need to do? Like, so if Elon Musk, if all this goes through and Elon Musk, we kind of went back to Elon Musk. Forget this prayer guy. I think what we need to do is we need to have trending hashtags of like unionized Tesla, unionized SpaceX, like, mm-hmm. and we just basically, whether they want to do it or not, we need to organize to unionize Twitter, Tesla, SpaceX, and every company Elon Musk has. We need to do it on Twitter. Just to make sure that he sees it. Yeah, to make sure he sees it. And we'll really test his commitment to free speech. This Join us in this, this speech. endeavor. Oh, yeah, that's oh, my gosh, that's so, so funny. That is so funny. Like, right. It's like the speech part is free, but uh, you're going to have to pay if you do things we don't actually like. Because you know what? You know what he would do with the hashtags? He would just make sure they don't get seen. And yeah, we'll make the algorithm transparent. We'll transparently tell you that algorithm that <laughs> will shadow. You're not allowed to tweet this. <laughs> you're not allowed to tweet this. We'll transparently tell you that. And if you don't like it, well, you can buy it. You can buy Twitter. You know, I did. I did say that the other day when when dude was complaining about all the dildos at Target. I was like, well, if you have a problem with what Target is selling, all you have to do is buy Target and make them stop selling it. This is very simple. Yeah, super easy. Just buy Target. Straightforward. Just do that. No need to complain. You can bootstraps this. Yeah, that was that was another just funny thing. There, I feel like there was a bunch of like funny things. I don't know if like the, the Christians felt like they could be really super out on Twitter this week because Elon Musk is going to protect them. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> From all their nonsense. There was just so many weird things. Yeah. The guy that was all up in arms about there being, you know, dildos. And I think there was stuff for dudes, too. It wasn't it wasn't just sex toys for ladies. I think there was. No. I think there was, yeah, multiple. Yeah, this is so weird. People are so weird. So they're vibrators and stuff, you know, being sold in an, an aisle clearly marked for sexual health. Because it's next to like, it's literally like all of this stuff on the aisle at Target. It's like condoms, prenatal vitamins, like any kind of like feminine hygiene product you could want. They've done a really good job of like promoting these brands that are like, owned by minorities and women and like so there's a bunch of stuff here it's not it's not like there's an entire aisle of like just dildos yeah yeah it's not yeah he's zoomed in on the dildos for sure but yeah so it's like yeah it is it is an aisle that is for a lot of different you know like sexual health or reproductive health and you know i think the complaint he was saying was like well my kid my young reader kid wants to ask me about penis pumps or whatever like, well, if you if you do have a problem with your kids seeing that stuff, that aisle is clearly marked and you can just you're bootstrap your way right on by that. Take some personal you're, responsibility, dude. You're not you're not being forced to stand there. And he's like, well, this is right next to the he's like, this is right next to the pharmacy. I'm like, yeah, but there's multiple other aisles right next to the pharmacy. There's also chairs on both sides of the pharmacy windows and you can sit there instead of in the aisle. Yeah, like and it's near the pharmacy so the people don't steal it. 
because some people need a condom right now and they don't want to pay for it. You know what? Honestly, condoms should be free. I, I do believe me so. Being a yes. goddamn socialist. I I, I, we wouldn't have abortions if condoms were free. This is what I tell conservatives. Like there would be, we could cut so, down. There would be so much, so many less abortions if we just had free condoms everywhere. We just want to put women in prison. They don't care about the abortions. That was a good impression. Sorry. <laughs> I grew up with these people. I know them. Yeah. So it just, it, it is an interesting thing that our culture has, is changing very painfully slowly to just be generally more accommodating to different perspectives and they're feeling a way about it. And it's like the persecution complex gets amped up. And then they have these saviors that, and which is such a strange thing that to like, you know, put all, they're putting all their hope in a billionaire. Like that's what they're doing. And these billionaires and billionaires, they're putting all their hope in Donald Trump, putting all their hope in Elon Musk, except Bill Gates, for some reason, he is a billionaire that the QAnon folks at least are, Don't very, like him. are very sus, which is weird. Cause he's like the least offensive of all of them true like, like in terms of in terms of like evangelical morality like bill gates is absolutely the least offensive billionaire there are a lot of critiques you could make of like the bill and melinda gates foundation but it's like it is for a, sure but it like is a within, massive charity within like, the construct of evangelicalism yeah it's wonderful if he went to an evangelical church like that would not be nothing about that would surprise me no and and I think that the it's a, a lot of things that they would celebrate, certainly. And he's giving away, quote unquote, a very vast amount of his money to support it. So I would think, yeah, that's a very Christian idea. For whatever reason, he's like the devil. And it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it actually is this interesting thing. Like if we want to get into like superheroes and stuff too, like, like all of our superheroes, you know, the biggest superheroes are like Batman and Iron Man who are mm-hmm. billionaires. And, you know, Lex Luthor is, is, a, is one of the villains and he's also a billionaire. So it's, it's like, we're turning these people into our like superheroes and gods and in evangelicalism, Bill Gates is their devil. And Elon Musk is now their savior. And Donald Trump, who's not a billionaire, by the way, I just like to say that he's not in the, the big B club, from what I understand. Uh, he's still more wealthy than he has any right to be. Yeah. And it's like, but your your God, supposedly, it was a poor brown dude. And no, Justin, we've we've discussed this. Jesus was upper middle class. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was <laughs> upper middle class. We've been over this. So, yeah, I, I it'll be interesting to see what happens in these cases and what happens on Twitter. And uh, they're definitely free to spout whatever they want on Facebook. So and truth, so truth social is out there if they're really interesting if they really are feeling oppressed yeah uh, although i I've, i heard someone tweet that 90 percent of truth social is reporters reporting that there's no one on truth social <laughs> <laughs> oh, like no. most of the accounts are media people who have them just to like report on what's going on there or not going on apparently just nothing oh god oh, oh. my god so yeah mm-hmm. so yeah go yeah. home go home christians you're drunk yes that's true. I think it's also worth noting that there is no anti-right-wing bias on Twitter or Facebook. And anybody who says that is detached from reality because we have data. We yeah, there's metrics. St- like Ben Shapiro is one of the most shared individuals on uh-huh. Facebook and Twitter. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy to see that 
y'all are not being discriminated against. You're actually like on some of, on some of the networks, depending on like how, it, how it's structured, how they're doing their, their algorithm shit. It's like, you're actually like people on the right are given a slight advantage because it's fueled on outrage. So if, mm-hmm. so whatever's going to keep people on the site, the longest. Yeah. And outrage yeah. tends to do that. And if it's mostly outrage at whatever devil they have on that given day, they're mm-hmm. going to get more engagement, more clicks, more shares, more retweets. So yeah, there's no anti-conservative bias. They're being weird. And it's just, I think it's our job just to stay the course and uh, creatively subvert them by organizing unions on Twitter. I think, I think we should make Twitter the platform of choice for union organization. I think we should too. Yep. Unionize Twitter. Yeah. Unionize Twitter. Got to do it. Start there. That actually would be fantastic if, if Twitter managed to form a union before the sale goes Before through. he gets in, yeah. Yeah. I Actually, if I was a Twitter employee, I, I'd want to have my job be pretty secure as well. <laughs> All right. Well, friends, thank you for listening and engaging in the crazy for a little bit with us and laughing at it. It was, I enjoyed it. It was therapeutic for me, I think. How about you, Tori? Yep. It's now it's nice to decompress. I'm an external processor. <laughs> yeah, as am I. So I feel there a little bit lighter, a little more, a little more hopeful, I guess, that, you know, it's, you know, I'm not alone in seeing the crazy. And hopefully that's how you feel as well. If you want to follow us on the Twitters, you can do so at Go Home Bible for as long as Elon Musk allows us to operate there. We're oh also God. on Instagram <laughs> at same handle. Uh, I am Justin D. Gentry on Twitter and Tori is Tori Glass on Twitter. The the results of our poll from last week, as far as the polling goes, or as far as the casting for Jesus goes, uh, Keanu Reeves won pretty pretty resoundingly. And Bill Skarsgård was the... uh, The demon man? The demon man, because Bill Skarsgård... Is that the right one? Yeah. I don't know. It was? Legion, the demon man, whatever. Hot. That's him. That's sexy. So... uh, Enjoy your week, and uh, we'll see you around. Bye. Bye.